In this week's episode, we've got several big announcements that came totally out of left field and are also guaranteed to destroy your bank account. Pew, 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 pew. Despite all of Anthony's musings to the contrary, we now know that there not only will be a Star Wars celebration in 2019, but when and where as well. Just today we found out that Galaxy's Edge is set for at least a summertime opening, but we're still in the dark as to exactly when. Also, mobile ordering, Halloween time, Alien Bucket Bingo, and more on this dangerous episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Feliz cumpleaños! Oh, happy birthday to Who's, no one. Whose birthday this time? No one's. Oh, no one. I mean, it's somebody's birthday. I'm but. sure it is. It will be tomorrow or yesterday when you hear this podcast. Is the twenty fifth? Yesterday is the uh, the thirty uh, fifth anniversary of the opening of Pinocchio's During Journey at Disneyland. I was there. Were you? No, I wasn't. But. <laughs> I that was for the opening of new uh, Fantasyland. Fantasyland in '83. Right. Yeah, I was. That's there. what I'm talking about. Oh, I was there, but I wasn't there at the that opening. Day. Yeah, but right. I was there during yes. that time. I have a yes. button. I have a button. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. So 35 years ago this week, yesterday or today, however you look at it, or yesterday or tomorrow, tomorrow for us, yesterday for you, it was the. Anniversary of the opening of Pinocchio's During Journey. Now, trivia! I have a key and a pamphlet as well. Really? Yeah, it's like a... From a, that? Yeah, it's like was given to cast members. Oh, cool. They, it's the key is on like a really thick card stock, like really, like super thick, almost cardboard. Well, that's cool. And then it comes with some pamphlet and it says like New Fantasyland 1983 with the date on the key. You know what? I should bring that for show and tell sometime. Yes, you should. You should bring that for the long overdue... Uh, Treasures from the weirdness Mousepire Vault. There you go. That we were supposed to have done like two years ago. Uh, just quick trivia. Does anybody ever know what was in the spot before Pinocchio's During Journey? Yes, Diggs. I'm sorry. I'm eating some crackers, but is the answer Walter's grape juice? <laughs> no, it is not. Oh. It was another attraction. Was it there? Was it, was Walter's it Snow White's? Gra- was no it the light. Mickey Mouse Club? Yes, it was the Mickey Mouse Club okay. Theater. Next uh, to next door to that was Welch's Grape Juice. Okay, so yeah. you were close. Yes. And actually, the Welch's Grape Juice might have been part of that right. piece of property. Right. But yes, it was the Mickey Mouse Club Theater. 
That's what I thought. That is background sounds from the Mickey Mouse Club Theater live <laughs> from 1970-something. That's pretty cool. I like little trivia. I, I just I like it more when I know the answer. <laughs> you know what? Nobody seems to agree on the answer about. What? Well, um, did you guys hear about this um, Loro and Yanni thing going on and the internet webs and things like that? I know Yanni the singer. That's what I thought. And I know Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> or uh, like Laurel from Arrow. Uh, I know some Laurels, but yeah. There's a Laurel on the new Survivor season. Well, see, there you go. So yeah, this, No Yanni, though. <laughs> so yeah, this thing's going around. I guess it's an audio clip or something. And, going uh, around like the plague. Yes, and everyone was talking about it. So we all heard it already, and we already came to a conclusion of what we heard but we don't want to uh, influence anyone. We're going to play it, but we want you guys to listen to it very carefully, even though you probably already heard it already and you already have your decision of what you heard. But we want you to really take a listen to this. And um, after you hear it, we want you to email us. Or message through the page. Mousebuyer at gmail.com. Or if, or if you're a only Facebooker, right, you can just go to the Mousepire, uh page. Yeah. Facebook.com just, backslash mousepire. Just uh, post. Send a message or post yeah, to the page. just post it. This is what I heard on your recent episode. Yeah, send Diggs a personal message. Whatever you want to do, let us know what you hear. We're going to play it twice. And, um, yeah, just let us know what you hear. So here's the very first time we're going to play it. And uh, listen carefully. You're stupid. So, yeah, we already heard it. And uh, we want you to let us know what you heard. Email us, send us a message, whatever you need to do. All right, we're going to play it one more time and uh, listen carefully. You're stupid. So, yeah, there you go. Just, um, yeah, let us know what you heard. Please email us or send a message to the page. I heard stuff. Yeah, we did, all did. All right, so uh, real quick, we're going to do a, a little show and tell here. Whoa. I recently got my um, renewal from D23. And um, I sent uh, some pictures to uh, Anthony and Tim, mm -hmm. and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to bring it because there's more stuff to show than the, you know, to take pictures and stuff. Right. While he's opening this and pulling it out, whoa, I just want to point out that the D23 uh, gift has been getting more elaborate every year. Yes, it looks like a it looks like a book, like Mickey Mouse. This is your life, right? Yes, because of course this year is Mickey Mouse's ninetieth birthday, as we talked about last week. But that was last time with controversy. But uh, I just want to comment that the the gifts have been getting better every year. It got uh, way different than going back to what two thousand thirteen, I believe it was, when we got a pin. Well, the pin it was, was a, pretty I, cool. I know it was a replica of the pin that signed the original Walt Disney Studios contract. But, but let me go back to before that because I was supposed to get a renewal, or my gift was supposed to be a watch with my name on it. Oh, right. <laughs> I never received the watch, even though I called them and said, "Hey, I didn't receive it." Oh, okay, we're sorry. We're sending it to you. Never got it. So you didn't so, call again after that? No, because you know how they're they're going to be. Oh well, we don't have it anymore. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Something Tim can relate to. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the D twenty three magazine's pretty cool. It has the Avengers on there? Who are those guys? 
They're um, they sound familiar, but I've never seen them before. It's really really cool. But I'm gonna start with the very first item that Tim probably really likes. It's yeah. the Happy Birthday Mickey button from um, 1978. Yeah, you know what's funny is I, I believe 50th birthday? I believe I have that button. Do but you? It's not from this right. reprint. Right. I have the original. I think so. It's a pretty nice button. Well made. Right. I got a postcard here with uh, the Mickey Mouse Club, which is really, really cool. Now, this is, uh, I don't know what year it was, but the Mouseketeers were at Disneyland. And uh, we actually, I actually have a card that looks just like this, but a little bit bigger. And uh, we got all the autographs on it, except cool. for Annette. So that was really, really cool. I have that at home still. Maybe I will find that and uh, take a picture of that one. It should be in a museum. Now the next thing is uh, like drawing and uh, basically uh, like uh, what do you call it? This is Steamboat Willie. So it's like the what? Storyboards. There you go. There you go. I was looking for that word. So I have a storyboard here uh, on a piece of paper about Steamboat Willie. Now this, I don't know where this is from. Is this uh, Shanghai? Because it says Mickey Avenue on there. Mickey Avenue is Shanghai, and that looks like the. The train station in Shanghai as well, yeah. That's pretty cool. You can put that in the window and it, like, lights all up. I think that's really, really nice. The other thing I got here was a album sleeve from the Sorcerer Apprentice. The Sorcerers. From, uh, you know, Fantasia. So far, that and that other thing from Shanghai, they're both, those are both frame-worthy. Yeah, in the back of this, it says, Enjoy these Disney Extended Play Records. And it has, like, Peter and the Royal Wolf. Uh, Song of the South, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Bambi, blah, 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 blah. This so, is really cool. So it's another re- reproduction yeah, of yeah. an original. And it's really cool looking. Yeah. Like I said, it's definitely uh, another frame-worthy item. item. There's definitely something else coming up that's another frame-worthy item. That, I'm going to say for last. Yeah, because I'm... I got this little poster. It says Mickey Mouse Musical Review. Pretty cool. I don't know where it's from. And I can't Probably tell from it. Disneyland. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Like something that might have been at like the uh, Fantasyland Theater or... Ooh, now that looks cool. This is Backstage... Um, magazine, Magazine. Sort of. This is a... Is that the original Disneyland line? It might be. This is a not very close likeness of Walt Disney. Painting Mickey Mouse. It's signed Walt Disney. This is from the Rockwell. Right. He's doing the self-portrait. But... They have another version of this that they sell a little statue of where it's Mickey painting Walt. Right. Which is really cool. This, one, this next one says rough Mickey model suggestions for TV. Mm. That's interesting. Well, I will say this. Those are worse than the new Mickey. <laughs> the new Mickey is not so bad when you compare it with that. <laughs> it's not worse than the new Thundercats, though. Oh, man, you saw that I posted? I saw it be- uh, way before you posted it. You know what I think the problem is? Is that he has a man bun. That's the issue. This guy is a man okay, bun wearing... Stop. Because we're not going any further, because I already know that you're going to go off on a tangent about that. All right, so next thing I got, I think, is a sticker or something. I don't know. But it says aircraft worker. It has Mickey holding a wrench and a propeller. Oh, that's cool. And it says uh, building... It says building uh, planes for victory. You should scan that and make it the right size to make buttons. Oh, good idea. Yeah, that's a cool image for a button. Yeah, it is. Right? 
I like it. And if we made them, people would think they're real. <laughs> I like it even has a little bit of texture to it. Yeah. Definitely something uh, vintage from World War Two. All right, next thing I got, it says Mickey Mouse on it. It says his book, and it's uh, like, uh, um, like a little book. Looks pretty cool, the way they, they made that. But inside is a picture of Mickey Mouse, which is really cool. That's cool. I like that. And I would definitely will be up uh, taking pictures of all this stuff and posting it so you guys can follow along. So you're like, what the hell are you guys looking at? Because we can't see it. Next thing is a greeting card from uh, it's a, with Mickey Mouse, and he has a Santa mask he's holding for Christmas. Oh, this is from 1948, and inside it has a calendar, and it says uh, from Walt Disney and staff, and it has all these characters from um, all the Disney characters. From Christmas time. Oh, definitely Christmas time. That one's really, really cool. cool. Oh, it's a calendar. That's cool. Probably something the studio workers would add up on their wall. or Yeah. Next one is like a little drawing of Mickey Mouse, with, uh, a dapper Mickey. That's uh, basically an animation a reproduction of an animation page. Yeah, you can see the little the you can see the little circles at the bottom where it would have been on the animation uh, table. Right. I mean, it's cool that they can reprod all this stuff. That one's that. That well, it's easy enough to pull Mickey. something out of an archive out of the archives and scan it, and then just, just print them out. Print them out on different paper, and then people are excited about seeing all this old stuff. Right. Yeah. All right. Next one is uh, Mickey and um, my buddy Oswald. I like that guy. To Carl Lemley. In memory of the days when I produced Oswald for Universal. Best wishes, always, sincerely, Walt Disney. Uh, shade. October 1st, 1935. 30. Uh, uh, just for uh, history, Carl Lemley was the uh, president, I believe, of Universal Pictures at the time. And, of course, the famous... Uh, Oswald was made for Universal Pictures by Walt prior to Mickey. <clears throat> well, Lemley at Lemley's also has the theater downtown. There's a couple of them, and one in Hollywood. Well, yeah, it's named after him. Yeah, but Lemley was the uh, he was the president of Universal. There's several buildings on the Universal lot that are named after him. All right, next thing is uh, this card thing that has Mickey on there and uh, Minnie. It's like a crest type of thing going on. I got this little animation cell. Uh, it says Mickey Mouse uh, presents Parade of the Award nominees. And there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that cell thing's pretty. Oh, cool. that's definitely frame worthy. Yeah. That's like a cell. Yeah, oh. that's actually number one frame worthy right there. I got uh, another little card here with Mickey. It says gobs of good wishes, Mickey Mouse. Me too, Butch. I don't know what that would be referencing. I don't the next thing is a uh, from Mickey's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Has a picture of uh, Mickey. The next thing is a uh, from Mickey's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Has a picture of uh, Mickey. Bob Cratchit. Right. Yeah. Bob. Mickey has Bob Cratchit, and it has uh, a score with music uh, from the. It says from Oh, what a Mickey. What a Merry Christmas Day. Ooh, it's music. It says, yeah, it says uh, vocal lead sheet. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. That probably would have been something actually given out to the... Uh, He's Christmas Carol. To the, the people doing the recording for the movie. Right. 
Oh, what a Merry Christmas Day. I got this thing for uh, from, um, it says McCall's Printed Patterns with Transfer. Hear the joyous music play. Now, uh, oh, I remember, yeah, McCall's, the, the, yeah. Yeah, I was, I actually haven't looked at this one yet. So this is the, the when you have patterns and you make like dresses and things like that. Yeah, you can actually still get those like at uh, like Anna's Linens and stuff like that. Right. Michael's. So this is basically uh, a pattern to make like a doll. And uh, it has a picture of Walt with the dolls. Inside cool. There. So there's legit the actual pattern is inside and everything? There's no pattern, just this. Oh, it's just the... Uh, uh, this would have been the envelope, right? But it's yeah. It's the, the back of it has the patterns, like what it would look like. Oh, okay, that's cool. So there. you can't actually like make it, but right? But yeah, that's, that's cool. Very cool. Very cool uh, memorabilia right there. Right. So we have a bag thing above. I think it's like a bag from uh, Tokyo Disneyland. Maybe it's from for popcorn or sushi. I don't know. Mm. Sushi. That looks like Ooh. a. There's nothing inside. But. No, I'm just trying to see how it would open without. Right. It might be like a little popcorn bag yeah, or something. Yeah, popcorn but bag. That is cool. But also, I it got... reminds me of the popcorn bags from the park from the 80s. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I gotta take a picture of that. And Let's then we got that. this uh, from the Disney Channel. It's uh, a napkin. <laughs> That's got cool. Napkin, and in the back it has Mickey Mouse. That guy looks crazy from the back. The this is pretty cool. Oh, it's from the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, this whole thing we're talking about, you know, it has all the listing of what it is. And I, like, you know, I don't look at things. I just look at what I got. And yeah, it just says Shanghai Disneyland Mickey Avenue Seal 2016. So this everything I got here. That's cool. And uh, like I said, I'm going to save the best for last, which I looked at this. I said, oh, this is awesome. Right away when I saw it, I knew what it was. Let's see if... Um, this guy over here, Anthony knows what it's from. Whoa. Let's see if uh, Tim knows what it's from. This, I believe, is Thrawn. Exactly. Is it Thrawn? No, not Thrawn. Not Thrawn. 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 But Tron. Tron. So the original Tron with the hidden Mickey. Uh, have you guys seen the original Tron and seen the, if you guys ever noticed the, the very original hidden Mickey there? When I first saw it, I, 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 I saw the hidden Mickey. As, oh, and it's not the, it's not... The Mickey from nowadays, where you see the three dots, and you know it's a Mickey, and this is actual hidden Mickey's face, your face. Oh, I, I, I skip one thing, but who cares? It says Walt Disney production, Mickey Mouse painting, the sticker, I believe. That's cool. So yeah, the that Tron was awesome. I said, like, "Oh, this is badass!" And I sent that first thing I sent to uh, Anthony. So yeah, I will definitely whatever, whatever you want to do. Well, yeah, whatever you want to do. I would definitely take pictures of these and put it up so you guys can see, you guys can follow along with us. But yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool gift that they gave for the renewal. Awesome job this time, D23. All right, so uh this past weekend on Saturday and Sunday was Comic-Con Revolution over at Ontario Convention Center. And uh, Anthony and I went. I went on Saturday. You went too? Yes. I got TFTI, it. guys. I got a press pass. Thank you, Anthony, for the press pass. How'd you get that? I don't know. <laughs> on I... a whim, I was just looking on the page, and usually, most of the time, you know, you can't try to get a press pass a couple of days before the con. I'm like thinking, 
But then they let, they let me click on the link. Of course, I forgot one thing. You got her proper. I took my medicine not to eat. I forgot this poster that I got for uh, Tokyo Disneyland or something. Something land. We're not but sure. This is very, very hard to open. So, uh, Tim, hold the bottom. Just hold the bottom. Building a better mouse. Oh, you sent me a Tokyo picture of that. Disneyland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, here, hold on. Let me. This is like very, very hard to open. It's very thick cardstock paper thing. See, oh. my even my even my picture is crappy. Yeah. So here, give that to Anthony so he can check that out. Yeah. Of course, I forget to open the one of. Damn, the that is yeah, hard. Very, very. Yeah. Yeah, something like this should never have been rolled. Right. Right. You could. I mean, you could lay it flat and put something. It's book, gonna book, take book. some while. stones and maybe stuff. a book on top of it yeah, or something. something. What I want to know is what's up with uh, this uh, Porky's font. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. It's, it's totally, totally the, the font from Porky's. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> That's funny that. That's the one they got caught my eye. That's really cool, though. We've got cool stuff. So, yeah, Comic-Con. We got press pass. I got a press pass. Yeah, yeah. so I just decided to just uh, Email, fill out right? the thing and uh, do it just on a whim. I'm already going, so I'm like, well, I guess I'll just put his name because he has a, he's he's the only one who has access to the email, anyways. And it's better if I put the Mousepire email because it look, makes it look more legit, obviously. So uh, I just signed him up on a whim, and then like less than a day and a half later, they're like, "Okay." I mean, if they don't have a huge following, you'd think well, that apparently they didn't because I mean the fact that the fact that they were willing to give uh, a press pass like literally two days. Two days beforehand. Two days crazy. before the con is, is crazy. It's like, wow. Well, now you know that you can get press for the well, house. Well, Anthony actually him. tried for Palm Springs last year. Was it last year? Oh, yeah. I tried to, for press for, pass for Palm Springs last year, but I, we didn't get that one. So, yeah, I was uh, surprised that I actually got it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Went on Saturday with, uh, found Anthony over there after I walked around the the different uh, booths and stuff like that. Really cool. Uh, they had a lot of uh, cool um, merchandise to get. You give, you had the money for that stuff. Oh, I want to say real quick that um, I uh, checked out the, we saw the kiss. Remember I showed the kiss? Right. Thing? So I, I went back to go see how the much. The Royal it, kiss? No, I'm just kidding. I went back to go check the prices on that and everything basically was 20 bucks. Except for Gene was twenty five, I believe it was twenty bucks to begin with. Right when I bought them anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, I'm gonna let talk, Anthony talk about the experience, and uh, I'll chime in with, with the stuff that I, we uh, went together. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't remember how much I talked about last week about the convention itself. It's only the second year of the convention. They actually just expanded from one day last year, Saturday only, to Saturday Sunday this year. So there's two days you could have invited me. Well, no, because it was only a weekend pass. But uh, caught you slipping, right? So it was really cool. I was expecting, I was hoping that it would be not a lot of people, which it definitely ended up not being a lot of people. If if anybody's uh, in this area has been to Long Beach Comic Con or Comic Fest 
or uh, or any of the other uh, more medium-sized cons. It was definitely even smaller than that. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, there wasn't any problem getting getting any spots in the rooms to for the panels. It was comfortable enough to walk around the floor without feeling like some of you were going to get uh, shoulder blocked every two steps. <laughs> so it was really nice. I was happy to get into several panels, and I got to talk to several creators. Had a really good time. It was really cool. I liked it. Uh, I told you guys last week about the uh, the Kevin Conroy panel with uh, Andrea Romano. I believe I talked about that last week, right? Yeah. About how I was going to that one. So that was a really good panel. It was uh, there was a couple nice moments where. Kevin Conroy and Andrea Romano talked about working with Adam West on that episode that I actually referred to last week, the Grey Ghost episode. Yeah. They actually referred to that episode, and we're talking about working with Adam West and how he was the nicest guy, and it was a wonderful experience and everything. Cool. Uh, there was a funny moment where the moderator asked Diane Pershing, who plays Poison Ivy, they asked her what she would think about the growing uh, legalization of marijuana movement. And uh, she basically gave her opinion that Poison Ivy would probably not really have much of a problem with the legalization. It's more of the actual uh, procedure of smoking the marijuana because it involves lighting plants on fire. She wouldn't be down with that. And so Poison Ivy probably wouldn't be down with that. (laughs) So that was a really funny moment. What about if they just like ate the plant like live? That's still, it's using a plant. I mean, with Poison Ivy... Everything's plants over humans, so no matter what. So that was pretty cool. That was a really good panel. And then, uh, and then Thrawn, not Tron. Right. Yes, Timothy Zahn, I believe I mentioned that one last week as well, did get to go up to and actually have a nice little talk with him, thank him for everything. I asked him about the voice of Thrawn, Lars Michelson, and how he felt about that, and he definitely felt it It uh, captured all of what he thought that Thrawn should be. And then I also asked him about the uh, Mark Thompson performance on the Thrawn audiobook, and he talked about how when Mark Thompson originally did the audiobooks for his original Thrawn trilogy from 1991, how he did a completely different voice for Thrawn, that he never really felt like Thrawn was Thrawn, but when Lars Michelson brought his voice, Mark Thompson heard it before anybody had even seen the Rebels episode because he had to record the audiobook for the novel. Now, this uh, Mark Thompson sounds very, very familiar to me. Is it is it the same guy who's been in the entertainment industry before? or this, um... I don't know. The only thing I know about him is he reads a lot of... Uh, Almost every Star Wars audiobook. Okay. He's, just, he reads the, a lot the name of, just sounds familiar. So just M A R C Mark. Oh, okay. Thompson. Okay. Maybe so I don't know. A, a K. I don't know. <laughs> but uh and Mark Thompson who read who was gonna who was set to read the Thrawn novel, uh heard the Lars Michelson performance and then basically did a what I say is almost slightly better version. <laughs> of it for the uh, novel, which was really amazing. And uh, 
Yeah, he just he said that he was really happy with it, and then you know I thanked him and and uh, for everything and all the characters and you know we just discussed that if he hadn't taken the job in ninety one somebody or in eighty nine he actually got the job in eighty nine to write the books, but if he hadn't gotten the job somebody else would have been the ones to take Star Wars out of the dark times. But I think he was the right person to do it because they might have sucked. Right, exactly. That's what I said. I said, it, yeah, sure, somebody else might have been that person. But I think you. I somebody told him, else might not have been right. Any I just. Good. I basically told him I think you were the right person. Well, to somebody do it. else might not have taken them out of the dark times. Right. It just would have been like more Star Wars. Meh. Well, yeah, because if well at the time there was no Star Wars at all. We had come out of the dark times in between after Return of the Jedi came out. All we had was Ewok movies, droids cartoon, Ewoks cartoon, and that was it. And then maybe some toys filtered in there, but even those disappeared for a few years so and then at his actual panel there was a few interesting reveals at the actual panel where he revealed that uh because he has the one book thrawn which i was out already he has another book called thrawn alliances which is coming up which takes place before just before the final season of rebels and then you know, everything was talked about what happened with Thrawn at the end of Rebels where he's taken away with Ezra and the Space Whales. And he says that he already has the outlines written for the next two books to carry on that story. He and every other author, though, is on a hold until they, until, like... until everything is approved pending what's in the Episode Nine script. Mm. So everything is basically on hold, according to him. It's and I'm sure it's not just him; it's everything. But so they can't. He can't. Go, if they want him to be canon, they have to wait. Right. So basically, he has to wait until what happens in episode nine, and then he also has to wait to see whether Dave Filoni has any pro- plans for Thrawn in the Resistance series or anything else, and then he can have to go ahead to write his next two novels which he said he actually has a deal for at least uh, five, I think. Hmm. But he already has the outline written for the next two to continue on with what Thrawn's doing. So mm-hmm. that's I found that very interesting that he has that in that little bit that obviously everything's in kind of a holding pattern depending what's happening with episode nine. So Sounds cool. I mean, we're all excited to see what's going to happen next. I think that the... Even though we know they're pretty much going to do 10, 11, 12 at some point in the next decade, that it's, you know, it's how is this going to get wrapped up or will they even wrap it up? Right. uh, That's going to determine, you know, how things kind of progress in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because right now you don't see a lot of books coming out. You just have the stuff with Solo and things like that, but you can't. I mean, obviously, when we get close to episode nine, you're going to get a bunch of announcements. In fact, you'll probably get a bunch of announcements at Celebration for all of the episode nine books. And presumably, if the go-ahead is given, there will hopefully be an announcement for whatever the next Timothy's on Thrawn book will be at the time. So then later on, after that, by this time you've joined us, we go into the Darkwing Duck panel. I got dangerous. You did get dangerous. We all got dangerous in that panel with Darkwing creator Tad Stones, 
and Darkwing comic writer Aaron Sparrow were in that panel. We and talked about Darkwing last week. Was there any information about Darkwing moving forward? Not in necessarily in the panel. Right. Go ahead. What were you going to say originally? What that? he said. Oh, okay. <laughs> to ask if there's any Darkwing movie. I mean, did they say if, if Darkwing's going to get his own series or if he was going to be part of the DuckTales series or a little bit of both? One leading into the other, or or just there'll be more Darkwing. Or well, no, or they none just of, none of the above. <laughs> I mean, they they did imply in the panel that they had had both actually had had direct communication with the uh, the main writer on uh, Ducktales, Frank Angonis, who was the one who wrote the the uh, Gizmo Duck Darkwing episode last or a couple weeks ago. And um, they had had t- talked about it and gotten ideas about the tone of Darkwing and stuff like that. And actually, Aaron Sparrow says that uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, the design and a lot of the uh, tone behind the new Ducktales series was actually inspired by the uh, Darkwing comic. Cool. And I don't remember if he told me that at his booth or if that was in the panel, but and uh, yeah, they just take, basically talked about the creative process. And during the panel, uh, they talked about uh, different things. About I don't know. I'm trying to remember what exactly they talked about in that panel. Do you remember? Because then I ended up I talked to them more on Sunday, so I'm trying to separate what was talked about. Well, someone did ask the question about, you know, Darkwing Duck coming as a series. And I believe he said that the DuckTales is a DuckTales series. Something exploded. Basically, there's nothing about Darkwing coming because this is just DuckTales and that they haven't been told about anything coming. So, of course, you're going to have all the That's the official we're sitting on a panel that's official run the record yeah and uh yeah but of course you're gonna have all the fans who want darkwing duck so if if disney decides you know what we're gonna go ahead and we want to do a darkwing duck at their own you know series then of course you know we'll find out about that later but as of now basically they gave the same idea of kind of what i insinuated last week they they name drop you know the actor who's who plays darkwing duck in the the series within DuckTales, and that obviously they did that because obviously he's going to get probably brought up at some point. Well, and then it, then there's absolutely no reason why they can't take the same DuckTales and make the take the series within the series and make it a series. All evidence, especially with the if if DuckTales is popular enough. Well, right. DuckTales has been a pretty huge hit. I think. Right, everyone loved it originally, and. The fact that they chose DuckTales to be the first one. I don't know if it was the first of the Disney Afternoon previously, and that's why they chose it to be the first No, series. the first technical Disney Afternoon show was Gummy Bears. That's true. But that um, Gummy Bears doesn't fit it. It was like the one that was not in the same universe, kind of. Right. Well, none of them were in the same universe. Was Tailspin the first of the three, I think, before? Tailspin and then DuckTales and then Darkwing. No, it was... It was DuckTales, Chippendale, Tailspin, and then Darkwing. Oh, there's four. That's right. Anyway. Where does, where does Bonkers fit in? It doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, the 
I don't know about the gummy bears, but those other four series, they're all evidence points to these things coming back because they're re-releasing all the Disney afternoon merchandise at the parks. There's mugs and shirts and all kinds of stuff. Right. Uh, it's. Oh yeah. There's definitely, there's a definite resurgence of interest in the Disney afternoon properties and these guys showing up at cons and stuff and doing what they're doing is definite. Well, re, uh, re redoing stuff is pretty much what these companies have at this point. Right. Uh, and as long as they can redo this stuff, well, it's in that style, I'd be happy. With but that. I'll have more about them in Later. a minute. I'll get back to them. And then, uh, yeah, there was a few other cool, uh, there was a, uh, panel called who let the animals out. <laughs> In comics, is that like and it was talking just, about the podcast here? Or? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they were specifically talking about you, I think. But oh. it was just a panel of comic creators who write about animals in comics. Uh, Tony Fleece, who does the uh, My Little, who writes and does the art on My Little Pony Bronies. comic, he was there. Mike Kunkel, who wrote the comic Hero Bear and the Kid which has been around for a long time. And then a couple other guys that I hadn't heard of, but one of them does a comic called Penguins versus Possums, <laughs> which sounds very funny. And then another one has a comic called Karate Pet Shop. Cool. So that one sounded really funny, but that was really interesting. And then uh, on Sunday, we went to a... Uh, actually, I think that was also Sunday. Sunday, we went to a uh, Power Rangers 25th anniversary panel. Cool. Where the guy who wrote the original theme, he was oh, there. Wow. Ron Wasserman, he wrote the theme, the original Power Rangers theme. The uh, second Rita Repulsa was there. Not the one from the very first reason, uh, seasons, but the one from Power Rangers Turbo. Oh, okay. He was there. And then one of the guys that played a putty person. I had... I have no idea what that means because I never watched Power Rangers, but apparently there was guys that looked like uh, that looked like um, the little slee stacks. What I don't know. I don't know. They, I I just I I never watched them either. I they just... look like big mud people. Okay. I don't know. Rita Repulsa made them out of the ground. Or yeah, something. I, I think I know you're talking about. Anyways, he was one of those. So that was pretty interesting. They were just telling stories and stuff. I mean, I'm not really into Power Rangers, so it was kind of hard for me to really get into it and then uh rebecca didn't really get into it once she found out that it wasn't even her rita repulsa because she only watched the first two seasons apparently i'm like well that's your problem <laughs> there was another panel with timothy timothy zahn on sunday it was called telling star wars stories it was with him and a uh star wars comic writer jason aaron and they just still uh, some of the zahn stuff was kind of repeated that was just in general about writing and uh they just talked about you know you know i don't even remember what they talked about <laughs> to be honest i mean it was it seemed like it was a good panel but a lot, there was just a lot of stuff and i really should have taken notes but i wasn't really sure how far i was going to go into depth on most of this i just want to talk real quick that they had at the, the very last panel we went to was called comics from your favorite famous from your favorite tunes uh, that was with Tony Fleeks again from My Little Pony. Once again, the Darkwing Duck writer Aaron Sparrow. And then a guy who I'm not even going to try and say his name, but he was a writer on Transformers with IDW right now. 
and uh, they just basically answered a few questions about uh, writing comics or cartoons that have been made into comics, and uh, they just talked about their their favorite ones, favorite characters, and stuff. It was the last panel of the day. It was very relaxed and kind of blah. But then I kind of, uh, I wasn't really stalking, or I didn't really follow Aaron Sparrow back to his booth, but uh, he had talked about a story in the Darkwing book where it was called uh, Crisis uh, Multiple Ducks or something like that. I don't remember what the name of the story is, but he has the, they bring in a whole bunch of alternate universe Darkwings, and he said that his, uh, his artist just went crazy. There's like a... Uh, there's like uh, just all kinds of there's like a Universal Monsters Darkwing Ducks. There's a Lady Gaga Darkwing <laughs> Duck. There's uh, just everything you can think of that they've he's kind of fit in there. Just kind of got in there, and I I wanted to go back and see what because he's like, oh, I have it back on my table, the comic on my table. But then I get back over there and I find out that it's in the the super out of print collected edition that he has only for a hundred dollars. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting that. And then, uh, so I'm just talking to him, and I'm like, well, that's when the whole thing with what I was telling you about earlier where uh, he had a comic there, and he already had his signature. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to buy a comic that already has your signature. It takes fun of me how to, of me getting your signature. And then, I don't know why, he just he takes the comic, and he pulls it out, and then he turns it over, and he starts drawing uh, a picture of Negaduck on the back. And while he's doing that, I'm, we're talking to him, and uh, basically he, he did and didn't say that he has had discussions with the DuckTales people and given them and answered questions for future use of Darkwing. Oh. You didn't hear that from me. Me neither. Me neither. So he is, he basically implied, and I said, and I looked at Rebecca, and I'm like, did he just not say that? Did he just say, but didn't say that Darkwing is definitely coming back? And I, she's like, I think he did. And then I look, we both look at him, he just kind of smiles, and he's like, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> so, uh, you didn't hear it from me, but Aaron Sparrow has, uh, the, former, the writer of the Duck, Darkwing Duck comic, which uh, hopefully they'll bring back the Darkwing Duck comic and let him write it again. He says he has, because uh, he said he has scripted uh, at least what I guess he had kind of separated his runs into like a seasons, and uh, he had actually scripted out like a season of a TV show when he was writing on it, and he says he has uh, at least uh, two more years worth of uh, stories already scripted out for uh Darkwing Duck, that all he has to do is get brought back, and he he can, uh, and I think that's where he kind of implied that some of those ideas may be also going to uh, a certain other show. And then, uh, you know, after that, I finally got the signature on the other comic, and then uh, Tad Stones, the uh, creator of Darkwing Duck, who's sitting right next to them, I go over there and I you know, give him the comic to sign, and I ask him, I'm like, I start, I start to ask him, I'm like, hey, uh, I wanted to know how the uh, the Gizmo Duck, because I did verify that there was a Gizmo Duck Darkwing crossover, and I wanted to ask him about how that came about, and then 
uh, he starts talking about it because then I asked him, I'm like, oh, is it is it's true that you created Gizmo Duck? And he's like, yes, I came up with the basic concept of Gizmo Duck. So not only did he create Darkwing, but he was also the original concept created the original concept for Dark uh, for Gizmo Duck because he had obviously been working with the Ducktales team team and uh he was part of that whole creative process as well and there was a point where they wanted to have you know everything was all about oh just different kinds of ducks they they thought that at one point and uh he actually uh something i never realized uh eisner and katzenberg were right there hands-on real hands-on with the disney afternoon more than i ever imagined they were right everything that had to do with the disney afternoon went through katzenberg and eisner it wasn't one of those things where the, they were up there on, high up and they, they allowed things, even stuff as minute as uh, ideas for the Disney afternoon shows went, were going through Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg. And that's big that they had that big of a hands-on. Yeah. I mean, everybody could say what they want about how Eisner and Katzenberg handled things later on or period, but they at least were real hands-on. I mean, you know, you can sometimes you can say that sometimes it's bad to be a little too hands-on. Gene Roddenberry, but mm-hmm. so he's talking about that, and then he says that they're talking about how they want a lot of uh, different ducks coming in. They just start. They say, "Create us a bunch of different ducks." So he's like, "Okay, I got, I got space duck, I got, I got cowboy duck, I got caveman duck There's a lot of i ducks. got i got superhero duck i got all these different ducks. he's got all these different ducks and they're like okay well we want that for this and we gotta want this from that and that's basically how gizmo duck came about because the spaceman duck concept is what actually be- ended up becoming gizmo duck and then the caveman duck concept is what ended up becoming bubba duck <laughs> bubba duck everybody remembers bubba duck right yeah so those original actual concepts is what ended up leading to that. And then it was the, the superhero duck concept is what he was able to ended up turning into Darkwing later on. And then he actually started telling me about the creation process for uh, what ended up becoming Chippendale Rescue Rangers. He actually pitched the original idea for that as well, where it was actually everybody was there. It was all uh, all the characters... Other than Chippendale were there, and they had the lead character of that show was actually an adventurer named Kit Carson. I remember Kit Carson, like the uh, like the actual Kit Carson from the eighteen hundreds. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe what you might be thinking of is where the the name Kit ended up getting kicked to, because you obviously would know that, because I think that character actually ended up becoming uh, what's his name on Tailspin. Is his name Kit? Oh, Kit Clawkicker. Yeah, him. I think that character actually ended up becoming Kit from Tailspin, but uh, they didn't like that there was no established characters. They were very, like, they don't want new ideas. Okay. Like, they want new ideas, but they don't want new ideas that doesn't have a, that doesn't have an established character. And they're just going through the list of characters, basically, and they just kind of picked the two characters. They just kind of picked characters that, because uh, he's just going through characters in his head real quick. And he just says, well, how about Chip and Dale? And they were like, okay. 
We'll just make them rescue rangers. Right. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the... Well, Chip and Dale are funny characters, but I'm trying to remember the premise of that show. Did they get called to rescue people? Yes. I need to use my hacked fire TV to... Yeah, it was basically... <laughs> uh, it was basically rescuers. Yeah. In fact... Uh, the original original genesis of uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was a rescuers series, <coughs> and I think what happened was the two concepts Tad T- Tad Stone's concept and then the abandoned uh, rescuers series concept got kind of combined, and then what was left of the rescuers series idea became the. Uh, Rescuers 2. Yeah, so that was really cool getting to stand there and talk to those guys for a while, especially Tad Stones. It was really cool. I mean, just being able to be there in the presence of the guy who created Darkwing and other great characters from, uh, I'm not going to say childhood because we were teenagers at, <laughs> teenager at the time, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool. I had a great time. I bought a do-back. Yeah, Dubacks for life. Dubacks for life. You know it. Now, who would win in a battle to the death between a Duback and a Tauntaun? No favoritism. A <laughs> uh, Dubak's much bigger. Has a bigger head. It'd probably just knock two Tauntaun off its feet, and then Tauntaun's just kind of laying there on its side like a T Rex, and it can't get back up. I'm gonna say that a that a Duback is more like a Oh, I don't know. Like a big horse, and a and a tauntaun is like a is like a raptor that you can ride. Tauntaun's more like a giant uh, kangaroo that you can ride. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, but kangaroos kick ass. I mean, well, you've seen them punch someone, <laughs> but I don't think they would kick the ass of a of a giant like monitor lizard. And, that, and a dewback is way bigger than any lizard that's on Earth. So, so yeah, it was a cool convention. I really had a good time. Glad to see a lot of uh, cool panels. Talked to some cool people. Hey, did you know they had first aid there too? First aid? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, I, could, I, you, could you get band aids from over the counter? I went. <laughs> I went over there to first aid to do my shot. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Pretty cool. Could you buy um, no, you medicine no, over the counter at any, any stand? <laughs> I don't think so. Not there. But yeah, okay. I uh, visit the first day to do my shot. And um, yeah, really, really cool. Because I, I really hate going to the restroom and doing it. Because it's not comfortable at all trying to stand there and put a syringe in your stomach. Oh, and uh, I'm not even going to mention their security. Oh, yeah. We don't want to talk about that. Too. <clears throat> or lack thereof. Maybe next week. All right, we're going to move on because we have, I just wanted to, uh, if you guys listen to the podcast and if you guys follow our social medias and you were able to go to the park on Friday and pick up your alien popcorn bucket because you're a a pass holder, uh, yeah, you're welcome. So I'm going to say we said to all the thousands of people out there because we know that at least three quarters of the people that were there for popcorn buckets had to be because of us because... It, we shared it to our true groups, mm-hmm. and we know it got illicitly shared to at least two other groups. I don't know how many groups it got actually legitimately shared to from our group, but uh, I mean, I know one big group, Disneyland Angle Pass Holders, 
that uh, it got shared to, and it just blew up all all in there, and people, all kinds of people talking about it. And yeah, we just want to say you're welcome. Exactly. You know, we uh, told you on Wednesday that it was going to be available on Friday, and um, yeah, we, you know, of course we get those. Well, how do you know? And blah 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 blah, and da 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 da. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're welcome. You got your bucket because of us. Mm, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, if you guys didn't know, it's sold out. So you're going to get it anyway because it's... Well, they came back. Oh, man, where's my voice? They came back for one day, as you uh, generously predicted, and then everyone stood in line for hours again, just like the first time. If, in fact, the beginning of the day, I think, was worse the first time. The beginning was not as bad the second release. But the later part of the day was way worse. So it kind of worked in reverse. The beginning of the day, because they had announced it so far in advance on the 24th, okay, yeah, was like huge lines right from the start. And then as the day went on, those lines kind of dwindled depending on where you were in the park. In this case, it was only rumor in the beginning, right, from, from us, basically. <laughs> and uh, No, the it beginning- was fact from us. Fact, but not a Disney announced fact. Right. Just basically. And did Disney ever announce it? No, they didn't. Exactly. Right. So it came from us, but then uh, they, the people that knew it right away and they went super early, they actually did something the very first time this time. They opened the popcorn stands at eight in the morning. Uh, in All a couple, of them? Uh, at DCA, apparently, and at the town square. Fireworks. Uh, yeah, but they opened this popcorn stands at eight in the morning, which I was really shocked about. So there's all these videos of people with like six of them on their necks, like prior to 10 a.m. before the popcorn stands hadn't even opened yet. And I think people saw those and then they rushed in to get them. By noon, the lines were well over an hour. Because all and by then, that time, people were like, oh shit, those guys were right. Yeah. Uh, and then exactly. when people got off work on Friday night, the last like four hours apparently were really bad. People were said that they were waiting three, three and a half hours, like in the very end of the night. Um, yeah, and then, and then there were like there, a very small handful available Saturday morning. Something like twelve boxes. Maybe, yeah, something like sp- that spread out between both parks. Uh, yeah. From the counts that we got, there were actually more po- more popcorn buckets available this time than it seemed like there was more popcorn buckets available this time than what there was the first time. But they definitely sold out a lot. Or actually, well, a little bit faster. Man, somebody keeps lighting off fireworks. We're not even in June yet. Yeah, right. No. You're early. All right, so yeah, those are gone. So don't even think about going to the parks and trying to get them or asking everybody, when are they going to have them back? And they're not. They will never be back. Don't ever ask when they will be back because for those that don't bother to read, the... Expiration date or the last day that they were supposed to be sold was 24th. is May twenty fourth, anyways. And by the time you hear that podcast, May twenty fourth will have come and gone. Bye. Adios. All right, so it's time for some announcements. Announcements. A lot of, a lot of announcements. I'm seeing solo on Thursday night. Yeah, that's not an announcement. Uh, it's an announcement for me. Oh, uh, okay. All right, we're gonna start. Well, you know what? We're here at Anthony's house, and um. We have uh, the 4th of July going on already outside. Yeah, apparently. And um, well, apparently we've gone forward in time. Well, I guess it's not it's not early for the 4th of July, so uh, I guess it's not early for Halloween. So let's talk about some Halloween stuff. Yeah, apparently it is going to never be too early for Halloween. Hey, you know what? That's fine with me. 
I think they're just trying to, you know, catch up with uh, Florida, who seems to start Halloween earlier and earlier every right. year. So, uh, you know what? One thing real fast, though. The rumor of Halloween, Mickey's Halloween Party at DCA in 2018 is kaput, because we know that's obviously not going to happen now. So Halloween time in the parks are going to start September 7th through, um, of course, Halloween, October 31st. So that is a full at least one week earlier exactly, than yeah. what it would have been. Because going by the, by the uh, calendar, when would it have started normally? It usually starts around the 15th, between the 15th and the 17th, something like that, right? Yeah, it's always usually during that time. So yeah, it would probably would have started the 14th. It's starting on Friday. That's the 7th of the Friday, so the, the 14th is a Friday also. So. so you literally have like three days in between when all the summer crap will go away. So Pixar Fest will end, and then you got like three days, and yes. then Halloween. Exactly. So we're going to have a summer uh, right to Halloween. So yeah, that's going to start, like I said, on September 7th. Um, all the decorations going to go up. Of course, you're going to have... Hello, are you going to have Disneyland all Halloweened out and also... In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you're seeing the Pixar Fest banners at Disneyland going oh, yes, down. Yes. Just being basically switched out. Yes. Uh, Halloween uh, decorations over in DCA. Uh, we There's really nothing really to tell you about that you guys don't already know when it comes to what goes on during Halloween. You know that uh, Oogie Boogie is going to be there again over... And all his bats over at Carthay Circle Theater. That's going to be... I like that. That's pretty cool how they do that. You're going to have Hall Halloween at Radiator Springs. You're going to have uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. will transform into Mater's, Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. And uh, Luigi's Rockin' Ro- Roasters. Rollickin' Roasters will change into Luigi's Honkin' Halloween. And of course, you have Anthony's favorite over going on over in Hollywood land with Guardians of the Galaxy will become Monsters After Dark. Yeah, so that will return. And I'm actually excited about that because I didn't go to get to go last time. Same here. I didn't get to go last year either. So I'm very excited to finally hopefully go this time. Yeah, so we have all that going on. And uh, well, you know what? Let's just skip forward to the Halloween Party. Yeah, Mickey's Halloween party. Now, is this uh, more dates again? Because I know we went down from... Well, last year we went down in the amount of dates from the year before, actually. Are we going back up, or are we uh, still about the same? Okay, well, I think we went up two, maybe. So we're going back to about where we were two years ago. Then. Two years ago was 17. Okay. This year is 15. Mm-hmm. Last year it was 13, I believe. Right, because it went down four, and now it's gone up two. Yeah, so yeah, so this year, or this year's uh, Halloween party will be 15 nights. And um, tickets for annual pass holders will go on sale on June 5th. Earliest this, ever. Very, very early. So now, closer how to cheap what? does it get for a pass holder, though? It doesn't get cheap at all. Exactly. Because it's basically going... Uh, oh, you already one, looked at the prices already? It's basically I, a one-park ticket. I heard that they're like 120 90, Well, the cheapest price is $99. Wow. Isn't that what it was last time, though? No, I don't... No, it was $79.89. It definitely went up. 
But the most expensive price is like one twenty nine or something. The most right? expensive last year was one oh nine, I believe. Either one twenty or one one twenty nine. Uh, the most expensive this year is one thirty. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. there must be more. All right, so the the, the cheapest price is ninety five dollars. For there must be more price points then because. Last time it was basically either it was the it was like the ninety nine or it was the one oh nine or it was I think eighty nine or something like that. All right, so this year you have uh ninety five this is annual pass holder price. And uh that's the cheapest day. The cheapest day for a regular ticket is one oh five. Then you have one fifteen. Which is basically looks like the average is one fifteen. And then you yes, then you have the one thirty, which is basically the last two Fridays, and then the Monday and Hold Halloween on. itself. So yeah, this game crazy uh, up there. Does it say what time? Most likely to be the midnight type thing. Yeah, probably yeah. Okay, because I want to make a note about the importance of June fifth. And uh, how unfortunate June 5th will be for many, many people. But I will get to that when we get to our next, one of our next segments. What do we, since we're looking at the calendar though, what do you think the most popular dates are going to be? This the quickest, the quickest to sell out. Those last two Fridays. Yes, the Fridays are going to go quick. The weekend's always going to go quick. The Fridays are going to go fast. What are the cheap dates? Are there any of those Fridays? No. No. No, those are all the September's. Yeah, oh. they're they're Wednesdays, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday. Usually, it used to be Tuesday and Friday. Now they're doing Wednesday and Monday. Yes. So they're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yes. And it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the well, month, except or? for when they're doing Tuesdays. <laughs> oh well, that gets confusing. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it depends. The Wednesdays are only in September, and then they switch to Tuesdays in October. There must be a reason for that. There's two Wednesdays, a Friday, and a Monday, or two Fridays in September. Well, do we think now that we've blown our hypothesis about DCA that it's going to definitely be next year that it'll be at DCA? Yeah, it's got to be definitely next year. Cause because just of like, Galaxy's Edge and stuff. Just like the same thing with the Grad Knights being definitely at DCA only next year, definitely you got to figure Halloween's going to... Especially with now confirmation, sort of confirmation of something, like I said, we'll get to in a minute, of uh, another date that uh, there's no way that they're going to have Halloween at Disneyland with Galaxy's Edge open now that we have confirmation that it should be open by Halloween. Right. So... Maybe they decided to use this last year, thinking, okay, if, if they've already people already think it's going to be at DCA this year, we're going to milk it one more year. We'll jack the prices up and then move it. Right. All right. So if you're an annual pass holder, uh, you want to get your tickets. Yeah, uh, you need to go online on June fifth to get that. Uh, regular guests can start purchasing their tickets on June twelfth. I will be posting up the dates and everything, just like always. And don't forget. Uh, if you snooze, you lose. Don't be asking everybody else, uh, any other groups, if you have extra tickets because you were stupid and you did not buy them in time. Well, it looks like we've got a announcement. Yeah, last Wednesday, out of nowhere, like a Randy Orton RKO <laughs> was on the Star Wars show. I get a tweet 
from Star Wars Twitter saying, Star Wars show, celebration announcement. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. After I just got done saying on the podcast the night before about, you know, laughing about Star Wars celebration and how nobody deserves it. Well, I still say nobody deserves it. And really, they're getting what they deserve. And they are getting deserve what they deserve, except for those people who are absolutely ecstatic about this announcement. Star Wars Celebration has been announced for April 11th through 15th. Now, I just want to point out... 2019, next year. Yes, 2019. Because we already passed April this year. Now, the 11th through the 15th, the 15th is a Monday. Yeah. So Thursday through Monday. So it's Thursday through Monday. We have no idea what that means, why it's until Monday. I don't know if it's a mistake that they still haven't been able to own up to or what it is or if they have some weird thing because it's sure going to make logistics uh, difficult for a lot of people. But the big announcement, Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) It's 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Let's go. Hit it. So, yeah, Chicago. I mean, you're going to put Celebration in the same place that told George Lucas he can't have his museum? Yeah, exactly. Really? 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 And the, and the place with the highest murder rate in the country. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean a place that a place that Trump consistently makes fun of for being dangerous. And I mean it's literally the one thing Trump cut right. Right. It's the most dangerous city in America, and they didn't want the Lucas Museum. And they didn't want the Lucas Museum because they cared more about a gross decaying storefront than they did a or a river or lakefront than they do about having a a museum world, that would provide class thousands of jobs. Yeah. But I, hey, what I can't figure out is the logic behind the choice. The logic is is that there hasn't been a Star Wars celebration that has been okay. There's two things behind this. It's one of them will lead of whatever. One of my things will lead into the other announcement. But the main thing is is that there hasn't been a Midwest. Star Wars Celebration since Star Wars Celebration Indianapolis, which I believe was Star Wars Celebration 2 and 3, which were both in Indianapolis, and then Star Wars Celebration 1, which was in Denver, which we may end up uh, having a repeat of. I'll get to that in a minute. So there's been a lot of complaints like from the underground of the Midwestern Star Wars friends that are tired of the two coasts getting all of the Star Wars celebrations the last few times. I'm which, sorry, but you know what? I I get it. I get it. There's a lot of Star Wars fans in the Midwest. There's a lot, of, and those are all the Star Wars fans that are extremely excited about this. This there's you know people I've seen p- people post. Oh, great! That's only like an hour's drive from for me, or or great! I only have to come down from Canada to go to that, or you know, there's all kinds of people that are excited about that. That's cool. You know for who's them. not excited about that? People who live in Florida and people that live in California. Everyone else. Everyone else. Because flights to Chicago are not necessarily cheap, but a flight from L.A. to Florida or Orlando and vice versa is like the, one of the cheapest flights well, you can buy. Well, the other thing, too, is Chicago is, is that the biggest problem I'm gonna find, that I think people hotels, are going to find hotels. Transportation. Transportation. It's going to be like San Francisco. It's going to be like having a con in the middle of downtown San Francisco. It's going to be like having a con in the middle of downtown Manhattan. No, you're totally Or something right. like that. It's going to be, unless you can get in a hotel that's exactly adjacent to 
the hotel. Then you have or to, to take the some sort of center, shuttle or something. Then, yeah, yeah, you got to depend on. What if you're all cosplayed out, like in mechanical <laughs> right. outfit or something, or you've got right. a 17 foot like laser sword staff or some crap? Now this is going <laughs> to be held at McCormick Place. I'm, I'm making these things up, but those are legit. Those, no, those are legitimate are, issues for fan. I have seen con all of. Fans. I have seen people do deal with all of those issues at San Diego Comic Con. So yeah, I but mean, San, San Diego. Anaheim, and like so, any location in Orlando have it's some of the, the largest of a... largest concentration of hotels. Um, well, it's not even that. It's not in the. My biggest thing is this is probably in the middle of the city. Well, it is. Yeah, and I mean, there's something like four convention center hotels that are right connected, basically, or really close. And then there's what they call a loop, and on this loop, there's many other hotels. This is well, what I was reading. There, at least there's that. But they have to get in a shuttle, basically, right. to get Now, to real the... quick, it is being held at what is called McCormick Place. Anybody from the area, I'm sure, is 100% familiar with it. From my research, it is one of the top three uh, convention centers in the United States as mm. far as the amount of people it can hold. Nice. It is up there with the one in Orlando and Vegas. Those are the only... Those are the only it's up there with those three... And then I also read recently that Anaheim, which used to be not even in the top ten, is now number four after its refurbishment. They got a whole new hall, right? So anyway, so it is. It is definitely one of the biggest. It'll probably actually be right up there with one of the biggest convention centers that Star Wars Celebration will be have been held in. Yeah, but it's going to be half Canadians, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But once again, it's going to be super convenient for all the Midwesterners that have been dying for a Star Wars celebration ever since the last one in Indianapolis. But, you know, I mean, obviously it comes down to most of people's issues with this, the ones that aren't close, will be the biggest issue will be if it's in Florida or if it's in Anaheim, there's other things to do. You plan a whole trip around Star Wars celebration. You stay for a week. You go to Star Wars celebration you also go to the Disney parks, you two days Universal park, parks. You check out Universal. Exactly. If you like Star Wars, chances are you like Harry Potter or something else. Right. As well. So yeah. with Florida and Anaheim, you have all the different options to do on a trip. Chicago, what do you got? There's like literally one theme park in that whole region. You could go to museums, which right. is fine, but not the Lucas Museum. <laughs> but not the Lucas Museum. You could go to, um, you could, let's see, in April. You can visit the Bundys. You could You could go to a Cubs or White Sox game. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. That would be probably be the only thing I would want to do while I, I was there. I agree. I would hope that the Cubs would be home, because I would love to go to Wrigley. Yeah, Wrigley would really be cool to go to. Uh, but other than that, I mean, eh. There's, I mean, I'm, that's not to I say there's nothing to do. I would go outside of Chicago there, to find things. I would go down to Joliet and be like, okay, this is where the Blues Brothers is supposed to have taken place. Or go to that other place. This though. is the what's, second Blues Brothers reference just on this podcast. Wait, where's uh, What's the city that uh, that Wayne's World takes place? Because that's outside of Chicago too, right? Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. Aurora, Illinois. I'd be like, okay, Aurora, Illinois. Here we come. Wayne's World. Rocking Wayne's some World. Bohemian Rhapsody Bar- all the way down. Just... just don't, just don't go to Delaware. Oh. We're in Delaware. Delaware. Oh. Is that, a, is that even a state? Hey, Dodgers won. Yay. So, yeah. Uh, now I'm going to get to the big thing. 
And that is when these tickets go on sale. Well, surprise, surprise. You got absolutely no notice. And here's the big one. I don't know if you know this. Tickets go on sale. Also June 5th. At noon. Tickets will go on sale for Star Wars Celebration. What do you think that they would do? What do you think they would do legitimately if they sold like two or three thousand tickets or something and then just like it just stopped? I doubt that's going to happen. There's going to be, I've already heard enough people that are still going to be going. And then, like I said, all the Midwest people that normally haven't been able to go to celebrations on the coasts, they'll be able to go. Uh, the only other thing that I see a lot of people really big about is the fact that Reed Pop is still going to be running the convention. And Reed Pop had a lot of problems in Florida at the last Star Wars celebration in Orlando. They basically had a big cluster I talked about on this podcast where people would stand in line all night for an overnight line and then people would show up the next day and just push their way in line and get ahead of people that had been waiting all night. Repop had absolutely no control over crowd situations and it just there was a lot of situations that were And they're really, never willing to do Once it's happened, they're like, well, sorry, that's just the I, way it I goes. I personally, and I talked about this on the podcast, I, I personally know people that wanted to leave Star Wars Celebration after the first day because it was so the first day at Star Wars Celebration was so bad with crowd control or lack thereof. That's how I felt about D23. And then but there were people that that were recovered by the end. But I mean there were a lot of people that had really bad situ bad uh bad uh you know situations and uh experiences at Star Wars Celebration and a lot of those people blame Reed Pop legitimately and as long as Repop is still in charge of Star Wars Celebration, there's people that are still going to have their uh, reservations about... Do they hire this company to do it, or is it is it their no, deal? No, they're the, they're they're the promoter. They're, no, I mean, they've, they're, they're hired, yeah. They're, they're hired to produce the they're event? Not, they're not... Obli- Disney or Lucasfilm they... is not obligated to use Repop, no. Oh, okay. They I was do wondering, not... do they did they pay a licensing fee that got them so many years of we own the event? They might. I don't know. We don't know those kind of details. So getting back, like I said, noon on June 5th, tickets go on sale. So you better be ready to be ready to buy those Mickey's Halloween party tickets if you're a pass holder on the on around midnight on June 5th. And then make sure you're back on the computer by noon on June 5th, because I believe June 5th is a Wednesday at that. Right? Is June 5th a Wednesday? Because you're not going to celebration. June oh, I'm 5th, definitely not going to celebration. June fifth is a Tuesday. Okay, it's a Tuesday. Even worse. That's so, the day you're going to Arizona. Oh yeah, that's the day I'm going to Arizona. Thank and you. it's midnight for the. So it's midnight on Monday night. Anytime for between Halloween midnight party. and six in the morning, probably right. just like the Star Wars night tickets. And so you got that. And then by noon, you have to buy your Star Wars celebration tickets. And here's the kicker: all hotel blocks also open up at noon. On June 5th. <laughs> so. Good luck. Yeah. And if. Uh, hot- I would if, say buy your hotel tickets for hotels exactly, first. Exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. And that's exactly what I want to tell not everybody. not sell out. If you have not thought this through. Star Wars Celebration. Unless you want like Jedi Knight. Or Jedi Master Package. Or whatever the hell the higher expensive packages are going to be. Unless you specifically want one of those. There's no way that Star Wars Celebration is going to sell out the first day. I would definitely highly recommend, if you haven't already thought about it, that you need to get your hotel first. You must book your hotel first if they are if they are 
putting the hotels and the tickets on sale at the same exact time, you need to get your hotel first because if it's anything like San Diego, uh, Comic Con hotel, so these hotels are not or, selling. They're not selling. Hotels no, they uh, presumably they already have. Uh, they're presumably they're doing something similar to what uh, the what the Marriott where uh, Gallifrey the Doctor Who convention does, where they be, they basically they keep the whole entire weekend unbooked until after they've sold their convention blocks. So presumably they either have several floors that are already reserved for the convention, or they're having, or they're not selling anything yet. yet. So ice because I looked it up and the Hyatt, I guess it's called, is the one of the the best ones. And I looked it up and they were like, there's no rooms available. So it looked like well, right now sold them all. everything will sell. will say that there's no rooms available, but then on June 5th at noon, all of the blocks in all of the partner hotels which definitely include probably those four and then maybe some of those outer ones you were talking about. All of those ticket, all of those rooms will become available at noon. So like I said, if you want to make sure you're going to get a room in one of the uh, partner hotels, you need to make sure you do that first. Then once you guarantee that you have your room, then go buy your solar celebration ticket or have one person doing one and you do the other. So yeah, so June 5th, I would consider that for all people... Who are uh, doing both these things? Wow, good luck. Yes. So uh, not going to happen. Yeah. Now that brings me to my other reasoning for Star Wars Celebration happening because uh, I just want to mention real quick that it is April 11th through 15th. There is a pretty big consensus from people that have been to Chicago in the second week of April that the weather cannot necessarily be kind. <laughs> Oh no, it may not to be, be nice. nice yet. That uh it 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 easily could be in the thirties. <clears throat> it could easily be snowing. That's stupid. It could <laughs> easily be extremely cold. It could easily be extremely windy. It could easily be I made a reference to Denver earlier. Well, the very first Star Wars celebration, which was in Denver, uh there is notorious stories out of that about people getting stuck in either the hotel where the convention was or their own hotel because a blizzard hit Denver at exactly the same time as Star Wars Celebration. I mean, there's going to be One. the random stuff, but th- somebody should have checked the Farmer's Almanac. There's a there's a weather catalog of previous years that basically well, gives this you the brings chances me to of something Well, this again. brings me to my ultimate, uh, my ultimate conspiracy theory, which brings us to us. Our next big announcement was that today we got a... Non an announcement, non announcement that for sure Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland will be opening summer of 2019, and that Galaxy's Edge in Florida will be opening what is it late late fall of 2019, which pretty much jives with most of our original predictions. So they're supposed to, they're supposed to be six months apart, supposedly. I still believe that they originally wanted. To have Galaxy's Edge open in April here, here yeah. to so that they wake they could basically do a stick it to Universal to show them this is how you open a new land in, in April. April, right? And uh, but we know for a fact that because of last year's rains in spring, we know for a fact that that put them six months behind. And then uh, we're actually hearing some rumblings now that they're they may be still behind. And that they are testing vehicles, 
but the vehicles that or they are testing rides, but the rides are not working correctly. Here already, here. they're doing ride testing. They're already wow. redoing ride testing here. We well, have the cranes are down. I don't know if you of, noticed the other day, the crane, oh, there's one crane left, and it's the little one. Oh, cool. But we, yeah, so we do have confirmation that they are testing rides, but we do have confirmation also that the rides are not working. <laughs> and uh, so that definitely supports my theory that they wanted to originally open it earlier, but now they're saying summer. It's very vague, and uh, summer could be any, anywhere from... End of April. It could be anywhere from May the 4th. Mm-hmm. All the way, although I think it would be May the 5th or whatever it falls on next year. It would be anywhere from around May the 4th to Memorial Day to June 23rd, like Pixar Pier, or uh, even early August if they really get backed up. So they they give themselves a huge window of which to open. Now that brings me back to my conspiracy theory with Star Wars Celebration that you think it's a coincidence that we get the announcement about Galaxy's Edge opening in summer, six days after they announced that Star Wars Celebration will be in Chicago in April? I don't think so. I think at some point, corporate came to a conclusion that there was no way that they could have Star Wars Celebration, or I mean, uh, Galaxy's Edge open at a time when they want to have Star Wars Celebration, and that's why it took so long for the announcement to come. Well, also a time when they could have Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim near the time that the Galaxy's Edge was opening. That's basically that they just what couldn't, I just said. They couldn't handle both at the same time, That's right? basically what I just said. Oh. Well, it's not that they couldn't handle no, it. It's geog- just... I mean, geographically, it makes more sense to ship all the Star Wars fans to Chicago. Well, it does. No, but my point is is that they Star Wars wasn't going to be ready. Oh. If, okay. they had wanted, if they wanted to originally have... Galaxy's Edge opened in April, like I think, then they could have had Star Wars Celebration in April here in conjunction, and they could have sold all kinds of preview packages we and stuff. We talked about that six months right. ago, yeah. Right, so all of that stuff that we talked about a long time ago could have come to pass, but now they've come to the conclusion that there's no way they can get Galaxy's Edge open early enough to have Star Wars Celebration here. So it was like, okay, well, what's our secondary choice? Midwest somewhere okay, we'll take whoever has a space in April. Oh, they might be snowing there? Oh, well. So, I mean, it's like... uh, So that's my conspiracy theory, is that... Trust me, there is no coincidence that we got the announcement of Galaxy's Edge for summer of 2019, six days after the... uh, Star Wars Celebration announcement. There's I'm telling no, you, the Bobs are in an office somewhere going, where are we zero going to do with all these oh, Star also, Wars fans? I also want to point out, too, that that video that they posted today, that's the same video that uh, that they showed us at the end of the live action panel at, in, at D23 in 2015. Oh, that, was the, that was the, that was the uh, Star Wars Land announcement video that they showed oh, us. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's the same one they showed you guys in the. Uh, they should have showed the same video to you guys in the uh, parks panel. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, that's this that video. It looks new, but no, it's like three years old. <laughs> it's new to you guys. I saw that video. Moving on. Moving on. Big news. Yes, big news. You know what? You don't have to wait that long for food. No Pixar Fest. Close. Wait, that's already happening. Pixar Pier? No, but that's kind of close, too. Oh, okay. The arrival of Etna Mode. 
He scares me. <laughs> From the Incredibles? Yeah, she's going to be arriving. Uh, we know I they uh, announced it a while back that she's going to be coming to the parks. And now they announced that she will be coming uh, this summer. This course. is in the sense of character meet and greet. Yeah, she'll be able to meet her, take some pictures with her. And uh, yeah, a lot of people said she looks scary, like Anthony is saying. I got the, I, I got a comment on one of our pages saying that they wish that she was more of a fairy godmother type of character where she's a person made up, not a costume type of person. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I, I, I think they could have done it either way. It depends if the if the mouth will move at all. That's what I'm thinking. It doesn't, look like, it doesn't look like it moves. Well. But, yeah, she's going to be at the park soon. Uh, and, of course, over there in uh, in, in uh, DCA. I do think it could have worked either way. It doesn't give us an exact date. It just says just in time for the opening of Incredibles 2 on June 15th. So maybe that's the day. Yeah, it might be. Maybe that day or, of course, uh, when... Uh, our pier opens for sure right which is a week later so yeah i i i don't think she'll be there that day this is what i'm thinking well it does say just in time for the opening so yeah, i'm thinking that when pixar pier of course opens she'll be there but maybe they want to wait and have her there for the pixar pier party oh um, maybe and, and of course um just like you guys know Tickets for that party is still available for three hundred dollars. So if you guys haven't got your tickets, I only yet, know one person that's watching. Really, this you can still get tickets for that. And real quick, I want to figure. Real quick, I want to say I got some information. I don't know. I can't say this is for sure. But the last Star Wars party, I heard that there was still five thousand tickets available for that party. That so is a lot of tickets. That's a lot of tickets. We w- I mean, I almost we- wish I had been at that party just because of how small it must have been. We asked if there were somebody that went to both events. To try to make a comparison, even as a cast member, but hopefully we hear someday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Edna Mode will be coming to uh, DCA, and you guys can check her out and take some pictures. And hopefully, that means we'll be getting an announcement on when uh, Doctor Strange is going to be coming soon. Yeah. Um, Strangely, that may never happen. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of the Incredibles, uh, the Incredibles two sneak peek uh, was awesome. Did you see it? Yeah, we you went. We were there, the, I think, the first or second day. It was basically the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's the first. Segways into kind of a trailer, but good, really good. I was super, like, I didn't expect it to be so awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I am excited to see this movie. Um, and there was a free gift. Yes, we got a water bottle. I guess that's what we call it. It's a water bottle, reusable water. So it's a, a re- Plastic container for liquids. Yes. Yeah, we got a water bottle with the the Incredibles logo on there, and of course, coming soon, blah, 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 June 15th, I think I said on there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I would say it ranks up there probably the top three of the sneak peek uh, prizes, I would say, right up there with the Doctor Strange keychain. Yes. I was trying, what was the other one? There's a few that I didn't get, but it's better than that bookmark. <laughs> better than the bookmark, and... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, better than the uh, if the Jungle Book cinch sack. If we hadn't already gotten it in Vegas, right, it might have been seemed cooler. Of course, you know how I feel about cinch sacks. But yeah, that uh, the the sneak peek is going on over at the Sunset Showcase Theater. Go check that out. the The sneak peek is really really good, 
And like you said, it's, it's the very first opening scene of the movie. So it's pretty cool because, you know, they've been saying that the movie starts where the other one left off. So it's right there. It's really cool. So yeah, go check that out. Pretty tight. I liked it. When, do, when does that run until? All right, yeah, that will be going until July 8th. So head over there to check out that sneak peek of the sneak peek. Oh, no, that already happened. But yeah, sneak peek of The Incredibles 2 going now through July 8th, with which brings me up to Pixar Shorts. Because that's, that's what was in there before The Incredibles, right? Right. And uh, that will be coming back on July 20th with three new shorts. Not new, but, you know. New old. New old shorts coming. Makes me wonder why they do things the way they do. Like, Why wouldn't they have it just start the next day? Well, I know a lot of this has to do with programming. You got to change the disc. Yeah, you got to change the disc. The you disc, have to program yeah. the effects in there and things like that if they're putting the water on like oh, they always if do. if they have the effects. Yeah. yeah. But uh, from July 8th through the 20th is a long time. So, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Well, then they get then they got to dress up the sets or dress up the inside if they put any type of props in there from last time and I didn't see anything for incredible. No, they didn't have anything in there, which I was really disappointed with. But there was a cool intro from Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, yes. And that shirt he has, I want. Yeah. That shirt is awesome. All right, so the Pixar uh, Shorts Film Festival will return on July 20th, and they will be showing Nick Knack, La Luna, and the one that um, Anthony said that he hoped they would show, Sanjay's Super Team. So those three will be coming and that will be going till if they would have had the feast it would have been even better right the super team was a good one i like that one but i like the feast yeah that will will go through september 9th so which will be well september 9th wow yeah so that's actually going to overlap into halloween then yeah By two days three days now it's not on our list here but speaking of additional pixar stuff uh the pixar fest doonies came out the Dooney and Burke purses came out uh I believe it was yesterday strangely enough they were released here and at Walt Disney World and the annual pass holder version sold out in a day of, of course. course so it just just goes along with the same thing we've been saying about popcorn buckets and everything else whoever orders this stuff needs to do just a better job you know it's not fair that the most popular stuff is gone so quickly when they could make more money by making more of them. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. All right, yeah, Fat Time. We are about to get fat. Well, actually, I already did. I had some um, toasted peanut butter uh, sandwich crackers. They're really delicious. And I also had a little cup of strawberries and um, some cashews. I like cashews. And I washed it down with a um, vitamin water... That is uh, vitamin water. That's a lemonade flavored vitamin water zero. It was really, really good. I suggest you try that because um, it was yummy. But anyway, back to fat time. We got the announcement that the mobile ordering service uh, at the parks has started. Now you got to do is go to their Disneyland app and order your food. And, I, and then you just say, hey, I'm here. And you... Pick it up. Chug a lug lug. Pick it up really quick. Now, we had gotten kind of a slight heads up that this was going to happen. 
I don't even remember. Did it end up being the week that it said? No, or no, it actually been. That's, the, no, that it, was still off then. Yeah, we got the we we heard that it was going to start. It said next week, which was last week, right? And it didn't start. And I kept looking at the app to see if you get an update, and we never got it. And then finally, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, again, we got a tweet on Monday saying, "Okay, it's starting." Right. And well actually they said it's starting soon. But it actually started that day. And then the AP Twitter sent out a tweet saying APs can now use it, basically right. making it sound like only APs yes, can use that's it. That's what I first saw and I thought the same thing. And they AP Twitter tried to make it sound like that it was only APs able to use it, but through a quick investigation of uh people of <laughs> comments and stuff, we discovered that no Everybody was able to use it, including and it had been verified that on Monday that uh, regular people had used it. Cast members said they'd been able to use it and their discount was going through fine and that APs were using it and their discount was going through fine. All right. So if you guys haven't updated your Disneyland app, make sure you go and do that. If you're an annual pass holder, make sure you have all that information in there and you will have to have your credit card stored in there. And- yeah, there was a real quick. There was a lot of people. Oh, it's not working. It's not coming up. And then somebody would say, "Did you, did you uh, update the app?" No, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. So make sure before you asking questions or you wondering why it's not working or why it's not popping up, make sure you have updated the app. All right. So I'm gonna give you the locations that you can do this, where you can use this at in Disneyland Park. You can use it at Bengal Barbecue, Galactic Grill. Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor, Hungry Bear, Jelly Holiday. All of those would be great locations because the lines get stupid. And the, River, and the Red Rose Tavern. Especially at the Galactic Grill and also at uh, Bengal Barbecue. Specifically, the lines get really bad. Over at DCA, you can use it at uh, Award Wieners. You can use it at Clarabelle's Hand Scooped Ice Cream. Cocina Cucamonga. Uh, Corn Dog Castle. Yes, yeah. I like that. Uh, Flo's V8 Cafe, Lucky Lucky Fortune uh, Cookery, Smoke Jumpers Grill. You can use it at those locations. And um, all you have to do is you go in your app once you updated it. You go in there, you pick uh, what uh, area or what restaurant you want to use it at. You you can pick you know a hamburger. You can pick this and pick that. You can also put down I want a hamburger without lettuce or whatever. You can customize, and you send it in, and they actually it's just kind of like a fast pass because it gives you times of where when you want to pick up your food. So let's say you order it at eleven o'clock and you want to pick it up at one. You choose one o'clock. Uh, once you get over to let's say you're going to Galactic Grill. Once you get to Galactic Grill, you hit. I'm here. Once you hit, I'm here, it's going to send it to the kitchen and it's going to start making your food. So you're not going to, you know, it's not going to make it ahead of time knowing that you're going to be there at one because they do want to give you hot food, not something that's been sitting there and waiting for you. So once you get to Galactic Grill or any location you're going to, you hit, I'm here. It will start making your food and let you know when it's ready. And from what I'm hearing, people are getting in within five minutes after they say, I'm here. I know Michael, uh, Michael, the OG mail guy, used it today. Uh, he did not send an email to let me know how it went. But Dirty. I know that uh, he used it, and he said it was pretty quick. Other uh, people I've seen use it saying the same thing's pretty quick. 
So now I, I just want to make a note that I've seen a lot of people. Oh, I don't know how to use this. And I've literally seen people say, I don't know how to use this. And then people will go through and try to explain the whole entire thing to them on a comment on Facebook to which I would say, you're stupid because if you can't figure it out, then you're stupid. Because if Michael can figure it out, then, well, if, if, if basically if a caveman can do it. <laughs> exactly. That's Michael's words. So anyway, you know what? If you saw the Disney Parks blog, uh, the post, it has a video right there that shows you how to do it. Just like when uh, Max Pass came out, they have a video to show you how to do it. So check out the video. We posted it on the Facebook page. Don't worry. It's all the same people who couldn't figure out Max Pass. I, I agree with that. I, I'm pretty sure it was. But you know what? I think it's a great idea, especially for ice cream. I always want to get ice cream, but the line's too long, and I don't want to wait for ice cream. I think I will use this pass or use this uh, app and order my ice cream ahead of time. Next thing, though, is uh, I wonder how many if people are actually start using this regularly. You're going to find the mobile ordering pickup line to be longer than the actual ordering line. Right. That's the only problem I could see ever popping up with this. But I mean, presumably, if the if you're if the food's already done when you're picking it up, then it should be boom, 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 and you still. And you know how hopefully you don't still don't have as long of a line, but you know yeah. it could be like the fast pass where people have where you know the fast pass lines had have gotten longer since Max Pass started oh, big time. So it's it, it's one of those things. Just be prepared. Well, the question is, we know that the fast pass lines have gotten longer, but the people waiting in the regular queues notice that those lines are even longer, which makes no sense. Why wouldn't it? That just makes more sense as far as the park being busier. No, but more if people they're using pulling Max more, Pass. if they're pulling more from Max Pass and the Fast Pass side because they have to because those lines are much longer. Oh, it makes the other side build up more. Right, right. The other I side get it. Okay, up. I get it. All right. So speaking of, uh, we said one of the locations there was uh, Flows. Well, Flows has a new menu. Uh oh. Yeah, that came out actually first thing in the morning on when last two Wednesday, and. Uh, the first thing that caught my eye was uh, one of the most incredibly boring-looking pictures of a burger that has ever been used as promotional material for a burger. Now, let me just say that the best part of that picture... The pickle. Is the pickle, exactly. That pickle looks good. Now, uh, the fries look good. Yeah, but they're hidden. But the pickle looks good because that's a smoke jumper's... Old smoke jumpers type pickle. <laughs> now we know where the good pickles went. They went to flows. I yes. got the good pickles. The smoke jumpers used to have those pickles on the on the salad bar, and we used to go in there and help yourself, help ourselves. Mm-hmm. Despite this boring burger, what do they seem to have anything else? All I gotta say is kachow, because it's called the kachisburger. The kachisburger. Kachisburger. Is a one third Angus beef patty with sesame seed bun, cheese, cheddar cheese, Thousand Island caramelized onions. Now that's the burger that's in the picture, and uh, well, I mean, there, I can't within any kind of good conscience recommend that burger, just because yeah, too many bad burgers at Disneyland. Yes. Now our friend uh, Everything Disney dot fifty five on on Instagram, she went over there the other day and she tried the. Ramon's Low and Slow Club has turkey breast, uh, bacon, avocado, and avocado bacon mayo, which she said was good, lettuce and tomato on a toasted white bread. 
She said that the, the steak fries that comes with it were so delicious. That low and slow club, it, it reminds me of the uh, the bird from Denny's. I think it's called the bird. Maybe. I There's the a bird, sandwich bird, that bird looks exactly like that word. at Denny's. And it looks very similar. And besides that, oh, I just want to note that that's on white bread. Toasted white bread. Racist. Which brings us our third Blues Brothers reference of the podcast. Now, also, they have what's called the Fantastic Tuna Sandwich. Now, that's not Finn from Star Wars. No. That would be Finn, I assume, something to do with uh, Nemo. Nemo, I'm guessing. Or Finn, isn't that the one fish? Isn't there a fish called Finn? Or I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, it's basically a tuna sandwich. Avocore tuna, lettuce, tomato, white bread again. More toasted. White bread, toasted. <laughs> and then uh, they got Flo's Famous Fried Chicken. Garlic, mashed potatoes, gravy, seasonal vegetables. There's a Cobb DeVille. <laughs> Cobb DeVille. I get it. Salad with mixed lettuce, turkey breast, bacon, blue cheese, hard-boiled egg, tomatoes, house-made ranch dressing, like basically a Cobb salad. Now, my favorite thing here, just because of the name, is <laughs> Fillmore's Pot Pie. You get it. Hey, man. You get it. Yeah, man. You get it, right? Fillmore's pot pie. It's a weed reference. Thank you, Tim. I was trying to get through that without actually explicitly saying it. You get it, right? Uh, that is a... Pot pie's bomb, though, so I mean that's a good thing to have there. Now, this is going to be a kind of a spicy one because it comes with creamy sweet corn, potato chilies, potato chilies, and cheddar cheese, and is served with fresh fruit. So I mean I really like the name, but I don't think I would eat it. Does <laughs> it even sound? I don't even think does. It, is there even meat in it? Chicken, turkey? No, it doesn't even say any meat. No. I don't know. Oh, so they don't say chicken pot pie; they just say pot pie. No, it's just a pot pie. Hmm. Interesting. If it doesn't have chicken in it, then what's the point? There's also a checkered flag chicken noodle soup. And then there's also going to be blue plate specials that you'll never know <laughs> what you'll find, which is rather scary. Uh, just skipping down to, uh, there's also some kids' meals. If you're interested in those, go look it up. Because <laughs> uh, we got to finish up this segment, and we can't finish up this segment without talking about some shakes. Shake, right and roll. We're going to have some Flo's Classic Shakes. They will have vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. And they will be topped with, topped with road gravel. In other words, crumbled up. Something. Oreo cookies. Oreo cookies. You could even get it in a fancy souvenir glass to take home. So we'll have to see what that glass looks like. Well, actually, this is not new. This is what they've always had there. Oh, well, then why are they telling us? Well, they just want to, sh- that. They just want to show it again. Oh. And, and the glass basically is like a, like a shake glass, you know, the... Old-fashioned. Like a plastic one? Yeah, and it has flows, the logo on oh. there. I didn't know they had that glass. I went there and got a shake before, and it came with a little stupid little plastic cup. I was like, this is not what I saw on the on the picture. And then later on, I found out you, you can buy the cup or whatever. Oh. oh, They didn't tell me that when I ordered it. Dirty. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're looking for some uh, what seems like some pretty boring food options, go over there and check that out. 
I definitely don't think I would recommend any of that stuff. <laughs> hey, honest, to be honest, that pickle, the pickle. I recommend going over there and stealing some pickles. But Leave my that, pickle alone. Whoa. All right, so real quick, uh, I think a few weeks ago or something, we were talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Fast Pass. Well, we've we mentioned it. Yeah, we found out that it is again Fast Pass. I was there on Thursday and uh, saw the the little scanners there. So they put those up in front, and it's on actually right. It, it's on the uh, left side. So the like the longest side that you can wait in, they put it on that side. So in other words, now once Pirates opens, instead of having one big huge long line, they'll have two big huge long lines. Exactly. That's the way to do it, right? Which they'll never ever be able to. Con- or one really really big line and one medium line. Which, because of logistics of where they built that ride, they will never ever be able to have a actual queue for that line that isn't out in the middle of the street. All right. I'm trying to think of how they would. There's no way. They would have to tear out Tarzan and basically turn Tarzan's footprint into a queue. There's not much of a footprint. I mean, they'd no, have to, oh, oh, it goes, it goes up in the hill. Yeah. No, if you go back in there, there's enough footprint to to, to uh, make a queue. Where the Mrs. Pot Pot is. What? There's like a pot that looks like Mrs. Potts. Oh, right. Back there. Yeah, I mean, back there into that little alcove and then up behind the wall and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if they tore all, if they tore out that, they could have enough for a big queue. But that's not they're not going to tear out the treehouse just for a queue, although they've done weirder things. But, <laughs> so, I mean, I just I don't know what they could do with that. I mean, there's not much they can do. I mean, it's just gonna, it's going to be a cluster forever. All right, so don't forget uh, that will return on June 8th. Yeah, so you can celebrate getting your Mickey's Halloween party, Star Wars Celebration tickets, and your hotel reservation by going to see the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Fast Pass. Fast Pass. <laughs> and we do believe that uh, they'll be uh, distributing the Fast Pass over at Haunted Mansion's uh, Fast Pass thing. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only... For pirates, yes, that's well, a distance. A little, I mean, it's not too far. Okay, so where's Small World's at? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen, been since they it's added at it. Haunted Mansion. I mean, it's at uh, Matterhorn. That's the same distance. Oh. It's actually less distance from Pirates to. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I guess where else? But they don't really use it for Mansion except during the holidays, right? So it exactly. Makes, they've already got it in place. I guess right. that makes complete sense. Their only other option would be to use portable ones, and right. I, there's no place to put those unless they. The only place to put those would be back inside of backside of New Orleans or somewhere, or, or uh, against the against the railing of the thinking, uh, the river. I was thinking that too, like right up on the river. Yeah, but that would look so tacky, and I don't think any management would allow that. Yeah, well, no, there's no way it's going to be a haunted mansion for sure. It's time for the mail. It's time for the mail, and our first email comes from. Wait, I have not an email but a short message from my dad. And my dad said that he listened to the podcast today. This was a couple days ago. And uh, he said, you were very good. And I said, I said, hey, how am I good? And he said, you have a good voice and you're funny. And the three of you guys work really well together. <laughs> so I wouldn't have said anything had it just been compliments about me. But 
He said the three of us work well together, and he, he's not a Disney guy at all. You've told but, me that before. But, uh, yeah, he likes to say that he's gone to Disney for the last time. Yeah, you said that. Um, even though we've gotten him to go since then. But uh, nonetheless, he uh, he listened because he was interested to see what it was all about, and uh, and he likes it. He thought it was good. Cool. And then he said, I need to record a demo. We've been trying to do that. Yeah. Where you get deep with it. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while, right? Get Getting deep. All right, so our first email is from... Giselle the Gazelle. Her subject line is two ninety nine. She says, Mousepire, where have you guys been? I'm kidding. It was me who was the no-show. Pretty busy with the end of the school year wrapping up, but I did manage to make it to the parks on Saturday. I did some shopping and had some lunch. I saw that they just started using the order ahead plan on the app today. Score. I hope that things work well because I I hate waiting in line, especially when I'm hungry. <laughs> Maybe this weekend I'll try it out at the Bengal Barbecue. $299 for what? Exactly. Pass. Hard. Hard. Pass. Hard. Hard, pass. Hard. The hardest of passes. I'm saving all my pennies for the Halloween tickets that are about to go on sale. Summer means that my sisters will be here soon. And then we will go to Florida. Literally all we can do in the summer is go to Disneyland for a few hours most of the week. So I'll have plenty to share and show you once they get here. All right. So she says, what are you guys most excited for from Pixar Pier? I'll be better at writing in. See you next week, G. I'm excited for all the cool new merchandise they're holding out on. (laughs) Of course. I love to see all the little stuff that they come out with. Like any any cool thing that they make enough of for a more and more than one person to get is cool with me. Uh, but the, you know, it'll be nice to have the coaster back. It'll nice be nice to be able to get to Midway without having it be a dead end down there. Uh, it's not like they're going to open the new Inside Out attraction right away, so that's not on the list. But Anthony, I don't really care about any of it. Not even the new lemon, ras- blue raspberry Ooh, things that they've been waiting in line for for hours. Those lines were really long. Was it your video that showed that? For the ice cream? Yeah. Oh. The abominable. None of that is worth that standing line that long for. No. It was worth it, so. It really was? Yes. That for, much? Wow. 29 for, minutes for, for that? Oh, no. Oh, we're I talking thought, about people staying in line for an hour. I was. I oh. saw one. I, th- I don't know whose video. Was it your video or somebody else's where it was like all the way to Mermaid? For that? Yeah. I'm not standing in that line. It was all the way to exactly. the Little Mermaid, like early in the day, too, when they really? first opened. Yeah. That's, see, that's crazy. I don't stand in line for nothing like that. The only other long. thing, they were saying it was for that. The only other thing it could have been for was Cove Bar, but I don't, I can't imagine. I just don't understand because the line was going the other way. Yeah, so it was going. Coming this way doesn't make sense. Cause it well, not if it goes down to the wall and then swings back. You swing the, back. On the Cove side. Maybe it was Cove Bar then, but it was really it was all the way down, yeah. all the way down to, like, the middle of the the World of Color viewing area. I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, I, I meh, credit coaster, I guess. I'm, eh, yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of retheming to me. I mean, I don't, I have no nothing, yeah, I have no motivation for caring about Pixar Pier at all. 
I mean, you know what I actually what I am excited inside, about is the Luxo honest, Ball. The, the Inside Out, right? I probably won't even be able to go on it. So the Luxo Ball is what I'm most excited for. That's I've changed it. The what? The what? The Luxo, Luxo ball. ball. It's the the Luxo Ball, and they're gonna have like one where the you know where it's wet and you move it and stuff. Oh, okay. One of those, like in Tomorrowland. The only thing I'm looking forward to, I want to talk to uh, Luxo Junior up on the entrance. I want to uh, when he comes out. I know the he's lamp? not going to be out for a while, but the lamp. Yeah, the lamp. I want to talk to the lamp. Is that is that a real thing that's going to happen? The were, were you not paying attention to that episode? Probably not. What else is new? Well, I would say I'm. I would like. Uh, I'm ready to go on the Incredicoaster. He's just going to be out. squeaking at people, or like you'll know when he arrives in July. All right. But yeah, I would say Incredicoaster. That's what I'm excited for, and I actually want to go and get one of those parfaits again because it's really really i just know that i'm going to want to probably steer 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 clear of that whole area for quite a while because it's going to be pretty crowded and i may even use that opportunity while everybody's freaking standing in line for three hours for incredible coaster i might use that opportunity to to go on uh racers or uh soren or something because you know Soren's pretty those lines will uh go down as those other rides open back up. All right, especially, thank, well, sorry, especially in Credit Coaster. All right, thank you for your email, Giselle, the Gazelle. All right, next email is from Dan the Mailman. Hello, Dan. And his subject line is, this is why we can't have nice things. Yes. Uh, Wait, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'll agree. He says, dirty ass people like that lady who stole that stroller ruined it. Automatic dirty award goes for her goes for her not even knowing how to fold it. Oh, now, he's talking about that one. Okay. I did just read a post where somebody was trying to say that basically the uh, the piece of information we're missing is that um, the lady did in fact own that stroller and that she had just bought it too and they both had receipts and like there was some missing information, but uh, I don't know if I believe it. All right, he says, now I know everyone's everyone's feelings about strollers, but... They were necessary for me at one point, but for crying out loud, write your name on stuff so Disney security can pretend yeah. to do their job. I mean, if, if their name or number or something had been written underneath or like on one of the poles or whatever, there's nothing that anybody could have said. Unless the unless the thief lady could have proven that they had met up earlier and sold it or something. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a person that's all about putting stickers and identifying my property, especially something like that. I mean, I'm going to put a sticker on a car. I'm gonna put a sticker on a uh, on a stroller. I mean, yeah, if you got a high end stroller or something, and you, uh, you're gonna go someplace like that, what what are you doing, anyways? I mean, these people are stupid. Like I've seen, oh, I like, I sat in one spot one time. It's like, quit taking your three hundred dollars stroller to a theme park where you're gonna leave it unattended without and don't do anything about it, or just don't bring it and or identify it somehow. It's like really just stupid. I was in. Um... Adventureland one time, just sitting was because it's kind of one of the cooler areas in the park, and uh, and trees. watched exactly the trees. And I watched a woman come three times and take strollers. And you just stood there and watched. Well, I just waited for security to come up. I told them when she on the third time, I said, "This lady, this is what she looks like," okay. and she keeps taking strollers. But I mean, because literally, I just got done making fun of Aaron Richardson earlier about. The fact that he claims that he actually watched somebody steal a high-end stroller 
and didn't say anything. Well, I don't know what's high end or not high end. I mean, the fact is, Dan could, Dan that... could fit inside the stroller that this lady stole. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, yeah. Do they call them Keens or something? Yeah, they're saying, yeah, because the, like, the stroller he's talking about is not a stroller; it's actually it's a, a wagon. wagon. But they, they've big... just started allowing these things because they push. they now have a push bar. Right. Originally, wagons were only pull, but you can't bring a pull stroller in. You have to bring a push push on that. That's all they had to do was add the push All of bar. it needs to be banned. Right. All right, so he goes on to say, aliens are gone. We've got an opening season for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, really, we only had a 25% chance it would be summer, so I'm flabbergasted. Whoa. I still throw in my vote. There's a 65% chance I'm right every time. He's, yeah, I, I'd, I'd vouch for that. He says... Uh, His logic's on point. That summertime will be during celebration. Oh, he means the opening of Galaxy's Edge will be during celebration. That's what he means by, quote, summertime, I think. All right. He says, what else can I miss during my sabbatical away from the park? Next thing I know, I will be able to take pics with the redhead. Hopefully, finally get to the parks this Friday to watch some fireworks. Question. What is still a must-do at Pixar Fest? (laughs) What is the most money you think we'll see to get in a day early to Galaxies? Until next time, world heavyweight email champion Dan out. So how Touché. much? Yeah, how much um, money are we gonna spend to go to Galaxy's Edge? Four ninety nine. Think it'll be five hundred bucks for for the preview. Yeah, yeah. And how many of those will they do? I don't know. You're talking about a much larger area than than Pixar Pier. I know. That's why I'm saying $500. Oof. I don't know. That's the kind of thing where you buy it for yourself and you tell your you tell everybody else, "Sorry." Oh yeah, we're we're at the we're at the, the we're at the stage of uh, you know. Uh, Sorry, Rebecca. Uh, Sorry, Elizabeth. I'm oh, just going yeah. by myself. We're at the we're at the point of like World Series tickets or oh, yeah. or uh, Super Bowl tickets or Super Bowl like tickets. That. I think will be more than 500. Well, bucks, yeah, they so. would be, but I'm okay. Yeah, so like baseball. But tickets World Series, or, you could do for 500. Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, it's like you're talking about something that's going to be so uber expensive that, you know, obviously only a few people are going to be able to go. They'd have to offer something more than just early access. There'd have to be some super cool piece of merchandise or more than, like, not just a pin, but they'd have to offer something, wouldn't you say, Diggs, like that's really, really cool? Yeah, but are they going to? (laughs) Because they could easily have uh, this for 500 bucks. And say, oh, part of this goes to charity. They never do. They don't even need to charity. Say that. Well, they did it for Cars Land. Oh, did they? Hmm. Yes. So. Yeah, but that was like fifty nine dollars. Yeah, that was back then when they weren't gouging people for to go in. Part of it goes to charity could mean a buck. I know. That's what I'm saying. They can easily say that, and and so, we'll oh, keep well, five ninety eight. All right, five hundred is worth it because it's going to charity. When they just said part of it. I'm just saying they can easily they can easily word it that way to make people think, oh, okay, well, it's a good cause. A small portion, exactly. As far as the uh, Pixar merchandise, I don't nothing. No, what he said was the uh, must do for Pixar Fest. I think he said something about must do as far as I think he said something about merchandise. No, he just said as far as Pixar Fest in general. Yeah, he was just talking about the aliens being sold out. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just uh, yeah, I mean nothing. I mean they're. Their release of their stupid stickers continued with a new sticker. 
Which one is it this time? I don't remember. I so far I've seen Woody and Buzz and the ones that are on the maps, the Nemo and I think that's the newer Dory. one. They're I supposed to have the, one a third, last week, the right? third one should be soon. The third one should be this week, right? I just stopped keeping track because I didn't care. Yeah. Like, well, there. they've got a bunch of them. If you look at the banners in between the parks and the banners that lead the way in downtown Disney, there's Incredibles ones with like the baby and, and the lady with the glasses. I, her name is written down here, Edna. <laughs> and uh, there's a Monsters one. I mean, they've had like four or five, six. Yeah, I would say the must-do is um, food. Go yeah, try that definitely Pixar, food. Try the Pixar cake. I want to try the pix the the pizza the the uh, cheeseburger, cheeseburger pizza. pizza. I hear it's very good. Try that. Try the lemon uh, parfait thing I got. Definitely. That's I would say the must do the lemon that. donut. I still want to try, and I do want to get the Kevin's churro, the lemon churros, and the carrot cake churro. So yeah, def- definitely the food. I would uh, go for that. Uh, I don't even know anything else. I mean. You got to check out the Pixar Play Parade since they added some new stuff. You haven't, since you haven't seen that yet. And um, that's about it. I can't think of anything else that's worthwhile. And uh, speaking of merchandise real quick, um, I've seen they still have a, they, or they have a whole bunch of the Alien Claw tumblers. They're back. Yes, yes they've they, been gone. They've been gone for like almost a month. Yeah. But they're back in stock. The uh, the AP Turvis. Yes. The stainless steel mugs are back in stock. Oh, speaking of AP, they have the AP shirts for uh, Screaming. Oh, yeah. They're still there. <laughs> they're still there. I, they are still I there. I figured they'd be at Company D by now. I know, huh? So those are available. Well, they're just about to release the AP shirt for the Incredicoaster. I know. So maybe they'll have them side by side. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your email, Dan the Mailman. And thank you for your email, Gazelle the Gazelle. And thank you for your email, Michael the OG Mail Guy. Oh, wait. That was not this week. <laughs> Michael, where are you? All right. So, yeah. Michael, where are you? Where are you exactly? Where are you, Nancy? Fancy Nancy? Yeah, where are you at, Nancy lady? All right, so uh, we need some emails over here. Any type of uh, comments or questions or tips. And uh, our tip of the week is... Um, Write an you, email. No, 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 no. <laughs> our tip of the week is if you do not want your stroller stolen, then don't bring it to the park. Yeah. So Get, get out got, of our way. If you guys have any emails sent us, all you have to do is uh, email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. That's about it. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Mouse Pirate Podcast. We talked a lot. Uh, this guy asked too many questions. You know, you got to clarify things sometimes. Well, sometimes things are just already clarified. Hey, it's not our fault that they decided to release a bunch of uh, news the same week that we were going to a comic book convention. Yeah. They should know better. They need to check our schedules first before they uh, release all this I don't think they're going to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Kind of like- Hello, Ranthony. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, we're oh. calling Wait. you Ranthony from now on. Bye. <laughs> Oh, no, we're not there yet. That's Sorry. a good one. That's a good one. Hey. <laughs>
Ernesto liked it. Yes. Ernesto com- commented that he loved Anthony's rants, and I said it wouldn't be Mouse Pyre without it. Yes, well. Apparently, I do have a fan base as far as my rants go. I mean, I already knew that I had a few fans, but I guess I got more than I thought I did, but whatever. I have a few fans. They keep me from sweating at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I why like that why one. do you think that I've installed three ceiling fans in this house now? That Where this house started out with having zero. Dude, it's like the yard house in here. Wow, look at that. <laughs> DJs or something. That's funny. Hey, don't say that because I'm getting hungry. Ooh. Me too. Ooh, Pazuki. I was thinking about that right now too. Ooh, Pazuki. That's... I've never had one. I just first, oh, first I had, thing that came in my head. I had one and it was yummy. So all we right. said all the things. Yeah, we said all the things and maybe people can go and try out the mobile ordering. Make sure you update your app and get over there and order some food and pick it up. And Hey, and don't forget, I said at the very, very beginning of the podcast, but... Solo comes out this week. Nothing but solo. Nothing but solo. Don't Are for- you going? Oh yeah, I already, we already have our tickets okay. for the Thursday night fan event at six o'clock. I will be getting my dice. Will be coming. Uh, we should get that. Is that the, Andrew? Uh, no. Oh no, not him. Dice no. clay. <laughs> yes. So looking forward to that. Uh, anybody who is going to be seeing that, make sure you guys let us know because uh, if. Uh, our routine serves. We should be doing a special episode on Solo at some point. We will see how our schedules work out for that. But if you guys have any kind of reviews or anything, spoilerific or non-spoilerific reviews, Please let us know. once you've seen Solo, make sure you send those in. Mousepire at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If we get enough reviews that are separate from like our general comments, then we could do a, like a mini show on it. Exactly. Yeah, they'll definitely depend. If we get a lot of spoilerific comments, those would definitely be included in a, a separate show. If we have a bunch of non-spoilerific comments, those could be just read on the regular show. But Nancy, hey, let us know. Giselle, Ernesto, we're talking to you. All of you, whoever you are out there. Also, don't forget, it is Memorial Day weekend, so... Yeah, you might want to stay away from the parks because uh, we did have the parks parking filled up, what, two out of three days this last weekend? Yep. I believe Friday and Sunday, Sunday both right. had parking fills up. You could, expand, you could expect this weekend to not be any different, nope. uh, definitely including Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You could probably expect all those days to be busy. If you can, stay away. I will actually be going to the parks tomorrow. Wednesday, so that information does absolutely nothing for any of you people. Dirty no invite. So if you do go to the parks on this weekend, let us know how that goes, and uh, may the force be with you. Otherwise, we will be seeing you guys next week, and uh, it's the almost the end of May. It's the end of May as we know it. So of course, if you want to see everything going on, hopefully at some point, Diggs will get those pictures of his D23 packet posted so everybody can take a look at all those goodies and everything else that we post. Of course, the information about Galaxy's Edge opening, Star Wars Celebration, Mickey's Halloween Party, any of that stuff you can find on our social medias. Facebook, we are Mousepire, at Mousepire, on the Twitters and the Instagrams. I am, of course, Dubacks for life. The Dubac that is sitting here right here in front of us that I bought at the comic book convention. And is, on the page, we're going to have to put a picture of a dewback and a picture of a tauntaun and have a poll of who's going to who's going to win. Sure. In the battle to the death. Sure. 
Uh, why don't you get on the Twitter that you don't use and put a poll up? I don't have a Twitter. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, yes, Dubex, the number four life. And you could actually go back if you want to see all the stuff I had going on at Comic-Con Revolution. You can check out all of that stuff. Revolution. And I, I actually retweeted your stuff. Yes, and he retweeted at least about 75% of my tweets from Comic-Con Revolution. So you can also see those on the at Mousefire Twitter feed. Revolution. Viva. Viva Revolution. Navidad. And I'll leave it at that. I'm Tim. Who are you? I'm Diggs, and you can uh, follow me on... He's Inst- fresh, and he's making noises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Instagram at Balut1313. Also follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There, there you will see when your button order is going out. And head over to dgpclothing.com and uh, buy some mouse pirate gear. Got some shirts, sweatshirts, or hoodies and um, stickers. And oh, don't forget to help support the podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash mousepire and check us out on YouTube. Just search Mousepire Podcast and uh, listen to our podcast there if you can't uh, figure out how to do Stitcher and everything like that. And real quick, uh, don't forget we are on uh, TuneIn and on uh, Spotify, supposedly. I don't know how that one works. and But we also are on uh, Google Play Music. I actually found a link for that. For our podcast, and uh, you can only go on there if you are have an Android phone, I believe, because it wouldn't work for my phone. So I will be posting those links on when our episodes come out, so you can uh, click that and go straight to our uh, podcast from there. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and everything on those uh, places. Do this. Exactly. And until next time, remember, whether it's 25 or 64, you're the inspiration for having a Saturday in the park, because does anybody really know what time it is? So for Darkwing Duck, Wonder Woman, and Rita Repulsa, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. We're doomed. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Also, more like that. Also, mobile ordering. Let me do the last part again. All the whole thing. Okay. Darkwing Duck. Cluck, cluck, cluck. Freddy is a devil. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy is a devil. Oh, Pazuki.